This is episode 42 of the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. Today we're talking about finding more happiness and we're focusing on the area of work. In the Feed Your Soul components, work fits in the lifestyle section. Work is one of the areas of our lives that's critical in so many ways, financial, social, intellectual, and self-esteem. In this podcast, we're going to talk about how work increases our happiness, discover five ways to increase your happiness, and have a doable to increase that happiness now. Let's get started. Welcome to the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. I am Kim McLaughlin, your host. I am a psychotherapist, a entrepreneur, blogger, podcaster, and best-selling author. I help people when they're feeling frustrated, overwhelmed, and overloaded, and it shows up in overeating and overdieting. And I help people move into that place of peace with food, but also peace with their their lives. And today is a topic that we've been doing for a few months now is we've been going over the book by Gretchen Rubin, The Happiness Project. So actually she says, The Happiness Project, or why I spent a year trying to sing in the morning, clean my closets, fight right, read Aristotle, and generally have more fun. She talks in this book about monthly doables around certain themes. And I've really been enjoying starting in January, sharing her topics each month. If you've read the book, these will resonate with you. But also if you haven't read the book, I think you're going to find a lot of ideas that are going to be super helpful for you to look at happiness in a whole new way and focus on happiness. If you want to go back to the episode in January on happiness. It is really good with kind of our starting primer on why happiness is important and why we need to increase happiness. But this month, in the month of March, we're talking about ideas she calls aim higher connected to work. I think of work in our Feed Your Soul components. Remember, there are six Feed Your Soul components that we talk about on these podcasts. One is physical then emotional, mental, lifestyle, mindfulness, and self-love. And these are all six components that are really key to our life. And when we look at work, work is in the area of lifestyle because it's connected to all these different areas that go into our life and kind of um, how we run our day. But work is super important because it occupies so much of our time. And for some of us, We spend more time at work than we spend at home. And focusing on how to be happier at work is going to be really important. We work probably 70 plus hours a day, sometimes not even getting a vacation or or not really taking much time off work. Or if we do take time off work, we end up working while we're gone. And it can be kind of a bad habit that we work even when we're really not being paid to work. Work brings on these kind of um, enhancements in our life. It brings finances, right? So we can pay our bills and we can keep ourselves in the house, in the food and clothes and car, those kind of things, right? It's, It's super important when we work, we generally trade time, energy for money. But also work is important because it has this social connection where we often develop a lot of our friends, have people that we talk to and share 
a lot of our lives with. I find that people that I've worked with in offices before, we have shared experiences and shared stories that are always fun to retell and relive and kind of like do those remember whens with people that we work with now or people that we used to work with. So they're really an important peer connection and social connection. The other thing that happens at work is that it's a place where we can have fun, where we might do activities together. I know my husband's work has an annual picnic where we, oh my God, we went, um, down the American river on a raft. We went rafting and it was so much fun this last summer. I have incredibly fun memories of the people that we were with and lots of fun experiences going rafting. So work can also produce this idea of fun together. It also gives us a a sense of purpose and intentionality about what we bring to the world because our purpose can be related to the work and the output that we have. It's also related to self-esteem. How I feel about myself can be related to how I do on the job, how I am acknowledged on the job and told whether I'm doing well or not so well. It can bring a sense of feeling valued, of being important, and you have this certain role in your job and your work that makes you feel bigger than kind of who you might feel without that kind of job and and that um, title, so to speak. It also brings intellectual stimulation where you are talking about certain ideas and presenting and learning and you know, increasing that intellectual um, stimulation within you. And so there's that huge value. There are some important ideas that she talked about when she talked about work. And I have some quotes from Gretchen Rubin in her book, The Happiness Project. She says, happiness is a critical factor for work and work is a critical factor for happiness. It's really which happens first. Are we happy first? And then, you know, that impacts our work or do we find that work comes first and then we find happiness from that. So it's really this um, this real reciprocal relationship of happiness and work. We want to make sure that our lives are well balanced around work and around how we feel about ourselves in our work. One of the things I thought of when I thought or were contemplating what Gretchen was talking about about work is In terms of happiness, I remember years ago, I was working in out-of-home placement with severely emotionally disturbed kids in really high-level placement, and they were kids that were taken out of their home for various reasons, and they lived in our group homes. And I had a co-worker, I was one of the directors at the time, and she was, um, her name was Lisa, and Lisa, I remember watching her and how happy she was at work, and I was watching her because sometimes I felt irritable and angry and and had more of an angry response to people than I would like to, or I say more of an irritable response. And Lisa was always, when somebody would, even when they would interview her while she was doing notes or something, she would stop what she was doing. She would look up at them and smile and say, hi, how can I help you? And she really had this um, encouraging way of being with people that I found really enlightening. And I really strived to be more like Lisa, to be able to be interrupted and to be accommodating to people in a way, obviously that fits for me and fit for what I was doing. But she really showed me that she could be 
happy at work and content at work. And I really strive to to bring that out in myself when I was at work. And if I felt irritable, that I would do something about it. And that was just an interesting story that came back to me about how I have focused on having that more um, happy presentation when I'm with people, most especially at work, because I think we can sometimes let go of that desire to be happier, that desire to be pleasant with others, because we might be irritated at some things that are happening around us. And that can happen at work. Hi, everyone. This is Kim, and my book is out. Feed Your Soul, Nourish Your Life, A Six-Step System to Peace with Food is live. I recommend you get it. It has all my six components of feeding your soul, as well as my own story. Pick it up now. You can find it on my website at feedyoursoulunlimited.com. Thanks. In talking about work, Gretchen talked about being at a job where she was being a lawyer and or learning how to be a lawyer. And she liked a lot of the components of it, but there were some areas that were missing. And she decided to um, do something outside of her job and started a blog. What came out of it for me is that this was her first idea about how to basically work differently is to look at what you do at work and then outside of work and really to start challenging yourself that you do something out of your comfort zone. Either do something out of your comfort zone in your job or out of the job. And that's what I found interesting is she challenged herself to do this blog. Actually, it ended up being The Happiness Project, which ended up being a um, New York Times bestseller. So it was a pretty interesting pivot from working in law. But what she found is that challenging herself to do something out of her comfort zone actually led her to this bigger sense of self, this new identity and a really increased sense of self-esteem. What I want you to wonder is it doesn't always have to be something at the job that creates this opportunity for more happiness that can then impact the job. What she's talking about is that she had this opportunity to do this blog and it actually helped her be more happy within her life. And work is included in that in that piece. When I think about that idea of going outside of my comfort zone and start doing something new because we all need to be challenged and do something different. And it can be either in your business, in your work, or in your personal life. But then whatever you do affects all the other areas. And that's what I got out of what she was talking about. It's interesting that I started this podcast as an offshoot of my business. But I also started this podcast because I had something to say and I wanted to say it. And it felt like a podcast would be the best way to get that out. So I really stepped out of my comfort zone. Sometimes I have this comfort zone of wanting to be invisible and not be seen. And people laugh at me when I say that because I've been putting myself out there more and more to be visible and be seen. But Having this idea of feeling uncomfortable being seen, having this podcast has actually forced me to get out of that comfort zone and to do the podcast each week. But also when you have a podcast, you have to talk to people about the podcast. Hi, I'm Kim McLaughlin. Do you know I have a podcast? 
Hi, I'm Kim McLaughlin. I have a podcast, Feed Your Soul with Kim, and I'll go around and talk to people about it. I even created some um, flyers that I could give to people so I could show them I had a podcast. And it's been kind of difficult for me to put myself out there as a podcaster because I am learning how to do it. I want to get better at it. And it's a little embarrassing or out of my comfort zone to let people know that I'm doing this. But how does this podcast affect or impact my work? I feel happier. I feel more successful. I get no I get known more by more people. But it really has that idea of an increasing my self-esteem and also it has helped me have a bigger impact on the world, which is really important to me and rich, really valuable to me. So this first idea of how to aim higher in work is really about getting out of your comfort zone, either getting out of your comfort zone at the job, like maybe offering to do a project that you're um, is a little out of your area of expertise to offer to go to a training, to offer to be a coach or a teacher at work, or do those things outside of work. And you'll find that this reciprocal relationship of stepping out of your comfort zone actually increases your happiness at work or at your business. The second area that Gretchen talks about in this area of finding happiness in March through aiming higher through your work is what she calls enjoy the fun of failure. I thought that was a super interesting way to put it, to put failure as fun, but it's really a different way of rethinking failure by calling it fun. So she talks about stepping out of your comfort zone and, and pushing yourself into areas that can be uncomfortable. I find that I, um, I like all the rest of you, I don't enjoy failure. I don't enjoy not doing things right. I definitely don't enjoy being criticized. And what we know is that if we don't push ourselves into new areas, we're going to be stagnant and we're going to just kind of lie flat and, and let that fear of failure stop us from moving forward. When she talks about the fun of failure, it's really about getting into that different mindset to experience failure as fun, it requires us to move into this place of moving beyond or, or outside of the fear of failure, which I find holds me back. I find that fear of not doing it right, of being criticized, of having somebody look down upon me can stop me in my tracks from doing something that I really want to do. And, you know, let's think back on my podcast. My podcast isn't perfect. It isn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination. And I had to move beyond that fear of failing and of being criticized or not doing it right and really move into having this be fun. And if there is some criticism, then I can take it as a way of reimagining failure and calling it good and see it as a positive and see it as a way of encouragement. If I get some kind of feedback that I've done something not right or it's not as good as it could be or it's a failure, then I actually have more information that gives me some opportunities to move or pivot in a different way. I like this idea of looking at failure differently because it then can help us move forward and doing those things outside of our comfort zone. So the third way she talks about aiming higher is to ask for help. And I like that because when we ask for help, we can move 
off of failure. There might be somebody who does some criticism, but when we ask for help, we can actually get more eyes and ideas on an, a concept that can actually help us move forward. It's really that idea of um, standing better together or standing linking arm in arm. And we're better when we're arm in arm with others because they help bring us up as we help bring them up. It requires us moving once again out of that comfort zone of asking for help and being and and the fear of being seen. Those are all the areas I've talked about that are difficult for me because when I have to ask for help, then I admit I don't know everything. I might be um, criticized, but the bigger win is that I can get help. I can get support. A lot of times I find asking for help really is more about getting that emotional support to help buoy me up. Even if they don't agree with everything that I'm doing, that if I ask for help, if I ask for feedback, I'm going to have somebody who's going to say, Kim, you did this really good. This was really great. I liked how that looked. You might want to consider doing this other thing a little differently, but I'm getting a lot of positive feedback that helps me emotionally feel like I can move forward. And sometimes just having an a girl or attaboy can help move us all, help me move out of my comfort zone and into something that's a little bit more difficult and help me not um, stop what I'm doing. Another thing you can do to aim higher in your work is to work smarter. Working smarter is something I've been doing a lot of lately. It's been me looking at how do I prioritize my time? How do I get into more efficiency? And really wondering where is there a heck yes and where is there a heck no? And I'm having to say more no to things that just don't fit for me anymore. And I think that is a lot about working smarter is how can I get into a groove of doing the things that are mine to do that are right for me? And at what point do I say no? And sometimes it's like saying no to myself, um, saying no to myself in terms of maybe going on social media or um, distracting myself in a certain way. That doesn't get me the efficiency of time that then if I'm more efficient with my time, I then have more time to play and do other things that I really want to do. So working smarter is a concept that I really resonate with. And I wonder if you were going to consider how you might work smarter, would you engage more in prioritization or saying heck yes to the yeses or heck no to the noes or engaging in more efficiency in terms of getting things done in a quicker manner so you can get on to other things. Often for me, that's um, when I work smarter, then I have more time for play and time in other activities. The last concept she talks about that I think another one that's really interesting is enjoying the now and enjoying the things that are going on now. Often we think, well, I'll do this later. I'll get this done later. I'll be happy later. I'll be happy when I get to this end goal. We have, we're really a, um, a society of, of having goals and we want to do these things, but often the goals are huge or even really not attainable. And when we say, I'll be happy when I get there, actually we we do set goals that are attainable. But when we say, I'll be happy when I get there, what happens is, is when we get there is there's more to deal with about getting there, about feeling uncomfortable that you're there or feeling that you didn't get there 
um, quick enough or how am I going to sustain it? Coming back to the now can be really important to help in that way. I often talk about we need to be in the now to get to the tomorrows. We need to be comfortable with ourselves, comfortable with what's going on, present in today in order to get to tomorrow. And you combine a bunch of being present today gets us to the tomorrows that are actually where we meet our goal. And then we set another one for longer term. Gretchen says she takes pleasure in the atmosphere of growth. I talk a lot about the diet mindset. And this is really, to me, related to this idea of being in the now. And I, I'll, I'll use the concept of the diet mindset to help us with this, to help you think about how when we're in the diet mindset, we're thinking of later on, when I lose the weight, when I'm at this certain size, this idea of when I get there, I'll be perfect, I'll be okay, things will be all right. What happens is, is that if you do lose the weight, if you do restructure your body, then you get there to that goal. And what happens is, is that we gain that weight back again, because there's not the opportunity of being present in the moment today. And every time we're present in the moment today, that leads us to tomorrow and to that places that we're going. And I love this idea of enjoying the now, of really being present in it, of really sticking in with what is going on right now and calling it good, enjoying it. Enjoying the now is the building blocks to tomorrow. It gets us where we want to go, but it's through the process of being in the process today of what we really see. All these areas might be a little scary to think about, about trying something new, about having fun and failure, being present in the now. And I want you to wonder what you might do as a doable this week and how you might move into more being present now and and moving out of that comfort zone now. There probably was something that came up for you. I told quite a few stories in this podcast. And I encourage you to think about which area um, maybe created some conflict within you or made you think of an idea of what you wanted to do. And I'm going to encourage you to do that. I'm going to encourage you to move out of that comfort zone and, and really move into something that might be something different for you to do. It could be putting yourself out more at work and asking for some other tasks, or maybe you're going to start your own podcast, or you're going to do some journaling or writing or singing. It could be anything, but it's really what is for you and and what do you find. And I really encourage you to do that as you're doable this week. There's something that's going to come up that you're going to say, I've always thought about doing that. That's often the idea that I find are my doables is when I say, oh, I've always thought about doing that. Well, why don't you start doing it? Start researching it. Start putting yourself out there. And I would love to know what that is. We have this wonderful community, the Feed Your Soul community on Facebook. And it's a great place to tell us what you're doing. Where are you getting out of that comfort zone? And what are you going to start doing differently for you to aim higher? I also encourage you to write what you're going to do in the review section. Give us an idea about what you're going to do. Claim it by putting it out in writing and letting other people know what you're going to do. You're claiming what is going to be different for you and what you're going to do new for the future. And that's what I hope you get out of this podcast today is what am I going to do different? What am I going to do new? And aim higher for yourself. As always, thank you for coming to this podcast. 
I love having you on our show and listening. Please do me a favor and write a review for this podcast. We become more findable and other people can get an idea about what to expect when they read reviews. So please help me out and write a review for this in the place that you listen to your podcast. This is Kim McLaughlin from Feed Your Soul with Kim Podcast. I look forward for talking to you next week with another fresh new set of inspirational ideas on our podcast. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. We come to you every Monday with fresh new ideas to help you end emotional eating and put food in its proper place as nourishment. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and review it and let us know what you think.